Hey, hello. It's Chet here. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Episode 151. Today I interview Jody Fallon, who's a really great dark artist. Uh, love his work. It's dark and emotional and kind of abstract in a way, but not not it's not abstract work. It's just got more of a it's got abstract elements to it. Very very cool, very emotional, very deep stuff. So I was excited to get him on the show. Been wanting to have him on for a while. Um, so yeah, uh, that interview is just waiting in the timeline of Adobe Premiere as I record this. This is the last step. This is what I do. I've got I've got everything. Now that I'm doing this, recording this podcast and editing it myself, I've I've got like a template set up in Adobe Premiere because I don't know how to use Adobe Audition yet. I know how to use a Premiere though, so I just edit the podcast in Premiere. So I basically have a a little um, template set up, and I just kind of replace the recorded elements, and then the last step is recording a new intro. And that's what I'm doing right now. How's that for some boring talk? Whoa, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, there. You may hear some construction noises because we have people working on the, a roof, a couple of roofs next door. Roofs, roofs, is it roofs? Is roofs the plural of roof? I don't know. Roofs, yeah, I think. Anyway, uh, what's going on with me? It's It's been a crazy... I'm like a broken record. That's all I ever say. Oh, it's been a crazy week. I'm so busy. But that's, that's the reality of it. That's the art life for you. I am preparing for Conjoined 10, which is happening this Saturday, February 22nd, opening at Copro Gallery, February 22nd. I think at 8 p.m. or something, somewhere around there. You can go to coprogallery.com or, cop, yeah, coprogallery.com. With more info, <clears throat> looks like it's going to be a great one again. We kind of dropped the ball getting ready for this show this year, which sucks kind of uh, because it's the 10-year anniversary show. And um, But... Uh, the gallery was so busy and I was so busy that we didn't, you know, sending in sent invites out late and I'm sure we didn't hit up all the people we were supposed to hit up. It just was kind of a last minute clusterfuck getting uh, the artist list together and sending out invites. It's been kind of chaotic, but as with every conjoined show, it looks like it's going to be amazing. I always say, I think I, mentioned this with the, the uh with uh, the interview with Jody. I think I think I it was with him. Maybe it was with Nathan Nathan last week. But uh the conjoined show is definitely has some kind of magic component because it always comes together at the last minute. It's kind of crazy. Like we've had times where it's just been complete chaos in the gallery. It looks like there's no way we're going to have everything set up in time and then 
somehow it all just comes together and looks amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun show. I ha- I just got my I-, I created a new sculpture for it. Kind of a quick one, but uh, I want to do something new for it. So what is it? Tuesday now. And as soon as I'm done with this, I have to go cast my piece. And I have to cast a new conjoined heart. I don't know what the finish is going to be this year because every year I've created a new conjoined, one of those big conjoined hearts that I created for the first show. And each one after that with a different finish, different color scheme. I still don't know what I'm going to do. And it's Tuesday and the show is Saturday. So I'll be casting resin today tomorrow and then I gotta paint them you know there's a lot of little things you have to do when you create a sculpture like there has to be a way to hang it on the back you know there's that that has to be figured out there's painting there's you know casting sanding the edges there's so many little steps but anyway it's gonna be a crazy week after that I can get on the onto these tool posters doodling all the tool posters shipping those out so that'll be nice and then i can release my third tool poster which i finally got so um that will be coming up next month still haven't been smoking i mean i'm i'm not smoking anymore i've been i've been hitting this jewel once in a while but that's about it this jewel uh vape pen deal what else just chaos that's all just chaos just scrambling let me get on with the the rest of this i am so sick of hearing the sound of my voice believe me i sometimes wonder if i if i should be doing this podcast i don't know it's just like i wonder if people are sick of hearing me talk I don't know, but like I said, let me assure you, no one is more sick of hearing my voice than me. I am just not a talker, so it's always a a bit of an effort to record the intro in particular. Okay, let's get on with, uh, I think that's it, Uh, sculpting... Yeah, I've just got little bits and pieces of commission work I've been working on. A lot of juggling. Um, Yeah, book got put back again on the back burner when all these tool posters came around. But um, after this week, I'll get back on that. So see how it is. See See how it is. Now you know what I go through. If you only knew, if you only knew, you would not probably not become an artist. I sometimes wonder that if I knew what it was going to really be like, if I would have done it, I think the answer is probably yes, but, uh, not quite as emphatic a yes as, uh, I would have had, had I not known anyway. Okay. Otherwise I'm doing, I'm great. I mean, I'm doing great. Okay, let's get on with the questions. Five questions. Uh, Oh, no. Let's do the new subscribers first. 
new subscribers to the Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash darkartsociety. And you keep it free for everybody, so thank you. Okay, I'm not sure where I left off. I think I got Joey Black last week, but he's a cool guy, so I'll say it again. <clears throat> okay, Joey Black, thank you. Tabitha Lar, thank you. I Schwartzmailer. Schwartzmailer with a generous pledge. Thank you for that. Very cool. And Deborah Neeling. Thank you, Deborah Neeling. Thank all of you. Thank you, all of you, uh, for supporting. All right. Let's see here. Let's get on with five questions. Get on with this podcast interview. Five questions. Okay, we're at nine minutes, 43 seconds right now. All right. Andrew, um, I'm going off of some uh, questions that I asked, questions that were asked on my Instagram from last week that I didn't get to. Andrew Dane, 77. Of all the creatures you've created, do you have a favorite? Well, I've often stated that black magic, if I had to choose, black magic would probably be my favorite. However, you can't really pick a favorite. They, they really are like your children. It's hard to pick a favorite. Uh, I found that for me, it's if anything, it's mostly like there might be a handful that I don't like as much as the others. But most of them I like about the same. Like I really like them. So um, there's that construction. I don't know if you hear that. But there's that construction I was talking about. Ugh. So if I had to choose one, it's hard to choose. If I had to choose one, uh, I'd have to say black magic. Oh, you know what? The I was going through. I think I answered like seven questions last week accidentally. I could be wrong, though. That's what it seemed like. I was going through and, and seeing what questions I asked. Anyway. Uh, Biscuit Gorilla. Bekchinski. Discuss. Well, that's not really a question, but I will discuss Bekchinsky. Bekchinsky. Spelled Bekchinsky, but I believe it's pronounced Bekchinsky or Bekchinsky because it's uh, Polish. B-E-K-S-I-N-S-K-I. Now, Bekchinsky's gotten a lot more play these days than he had in the past. I see his work popping up on blogs and and uh, just getting shared around. <clears throat> when I got into him, he was very unknown, at least in the United States. You know, uh, I got turned on to him through Adam Jones from Tool in reference to uh, some stuff we were creating for the Anima video. Uh, and that was 90, late 90s. And his stuff just kind of blew me away. Completely hadn't had that reaction to an artist probably since Giger. I Giger and Bekshinsky are two big ones for me, and um, you know Giger is like biomechanic the biomechanical version, and Bekshinsky is kind of the dried up, mummified version of 
this weird kind of dark surrealism they do. So I love Bekshinsky. He's one of my favorite painters. I have to be careful not to rip him off too much. I know I, I have. I've been influenced. I've been influenced by uh, Giger as well with my gas masks and all of that. But, you know, the trick is to make it your own. Everybody's influenced by somebody. So I don't know what more to say about Bekshinsky other than he was a genius. And, um, man, I can't remember if we talked. I think we talk about this in the interview. See, sometimes we talk after the interview, and I think that that's in the interview because I usually, you know, say goodbye at the end or before the interview. And I'm sure I know Jody and I were talking about Bekshinsky and how he created so much amazing work, but I don't know if that's in the interview or if that was after the interview. In case it's not, I will say there's so much, so many amazing Bekshinsky pieces. It's not like, you know, there's a um, you know 30 or 40 or 50 pieces floating around and like 10 of them are amazing it's no 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 it's like there's got to be hundreds of them out there and 98% of them are amazing it's pretty incredible the amount of successful paintings he has out there cuz you know every artist paints some clunkers or bands, they have some songs that aren't quite as good as the others. And, you know, usually it's like, it's all good. There's a few clunkers, and then there's a few really great, great ones, great pieces. But uh, most of Bekshinsky's are masterpieces, I believe. And um, super incredible, incredibly prolific. And that's kind of where he, I think, beats Giger, if you, if you want to have a Bekshinsky Giger competition. He, I, I can't believe how much that dude painted. It's kind of, kind of, you know, I'm still seeing, I thought I'd seen it all and I'm still seeing new pieces every once in a while. Okay. See, I should have kept track of how many that, okay, that was two. Uh, Ali underscore X2S. What is your relationship with Tool Band? Well, my relationship with Tool, the band, is that I used to work. I met Adam Jones before he was in Tool. I met him at a shop I was working at, Alterian Studios. And I forget what the sh what project it was. I think it was Swamp Thing, the cable series or something. There was a bunch of shows going on at the same time. Swamp Thing, Army of Darkness possibly Adam's Family Values or Adam's Family, one of the Adam's Family mo movies. Uh, so it's kind of hard to remember. But we, you know, had a similar taste in music. And I don't know, we just hit it off, him and I. We even jammed at least once. I think it was once because he was wanting to start a band. And I was wanting to start a band because I was uh, not in a band at the moment. So we jammed a little bit, but that never really went anywhere. It was fun, but... Then he went, left the business, went to form Tool, and became a big superstar, and hit me back up around the time of the Stink Fist video, and asked me to come in and do some painting, body painting, to help Cam DeLeon, who was in charge of the body painting, kind of assist him, and create some 
uh, do some prosthetic application on set, some makeups, and sculpt a back tumor effect on um, uh, the uh, character who was played by Kevin Willis. This kind of back tumor that whispers in his ear. Tiny Cheryl, I believe they called it. Anyway, so I did that. And I just kept working with him, with or with them, kind of through Adam, and uh, worked on the uh, Anima video and the, uh, what else, Parabola, Schism, Vicarious, and I did a bunch of 3D animation for their live shows and some graphics for t-shirts and some graphics for their website, their old website and the Tool Army website and stuff like that. So that's my relationship with Tool in a nutshell. In case you didn't know, most people know that. Most people that are um, fans of mine know that. I think they do. Who knows? You know, I can't tell. I, you know, I've got, I don't have a clear, clear, uh, perspective of how many people are really paying attention to my work, how many fans I have. I just, I kind of have an idea, but you know, not really. I'm just in, in my, my bubble. So it's weird. Anyway. Uh, okay. That was three. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. Ulmo 8. That's U L M O 8. What has been your experience with magic? Magic with a K. My experience with magic has been excellent. Now, once I've been I've been um, taking classes at magic.me now for a few years and I have to say learning it the right way it's a lot different than I thought it was a few years ago or all my life really the basic some a lot of the basic ideas I kind of had since I was a kid my mom was kind of into this stuff and she taught me a lot of uh, new age version of magic I guess so uh, I definitely had it in in my family history Uh, people you know Family members would see ghosts and stuff. There's always been kind of a supernatural thread running through my family, but um, you know, one it's it's been this the the magic journey I've been on has been really really amazing. It's uh, mostly mostly meditation. That's mostly what it is. It's meditation, and you know if. Uh, if you become a, a master meditator, then you're pretty much, you know, most of the way there. Um, it's about, you know, getting in touch with your true self. And that the thing that keeps you from being in touch with that aspect of yourself is your mind, your monkey mind bouncing around and thinking all the time and meditation allows you to still the mind. So it's basically a practice. It's like exercising. You just have to learn how to meditate. That's the general um, gist of it. And everything else is kind of, you know, detail specific details to get 
certain effects, but the the most important overall thing is is meditation. So anyway, it's been great. Um, uh, anyone interested, I would point them to magic.me. That's a great website and it's f- affordable and uh, really well the information's excellent. Okay, so how many is that? One, two, three, four. Okay, one more. Uh, man, that's a good question, but I don't have an answer for it. Let's see. Um, okay, I'm almost there. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, damn. Where's the one I was? Well, I'm going to ask a different one because I can't find the one I was going to answer. Okay, Vera Ceramics. V-E-R-A Ceramics. Vera Ceramics. If it's like, I don't know. Okay, what silicone do you use for larger pieces? And what casting material do you use for said large piece? Now, the okay, the silicone that I have been using, I haven't been using it. Lee Shamel has been doing all of my molds because he's way better at it than I am. Uh, he has been using Dragon Skin 20 for molds, and that is kind of the go-to silicone that we use for molds it's uh, a uh, platinum platinum cure silicone and uh, has it lasts a long time before breaking down so it's great it's a good um, general mold making silicone and for casting I have been using um, Sil- Siltec S-I-L-T-E-C and that is from um, Silpak. They have one in Pomona, and they have one in City of Industry or Commerce or something. Anyway, they're great. Uh, Siltec, I love it. It's a urethane resin. It's a two-part urethane resin, and it is not water clear, but it is clear enough for what I need it for. And that is to uh, intrinsically color to get a translucent looking material, some kind of fleshy looking substance. So that's what I usually use, even, you know, for if it's a larger piece, I'll do kind of layers of uh, brush, um, Siltec kind of brushing in the mold or kind of uh, slushing it, slush casting it. Or sometimes I'll just do it up solid. It's heavy as hell, but I've done it before. Um, another good technique that I've used is multiple layers of Siltec with a brush or slush. And then once I have a good skin on the, in the inside of the mold, I'll pour in um, yeah, foam, urethane foam, which is basically urethane that foams up fills in all the space and is lightweight but strong and then cap it off with a layer of uh, urethane resin Siltec on top 
just to kind of encase the 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 rigid polyfoam inside there and give it a nice smooth back side all right okay is that it oh also the last thing i want okay that's the five questions last thing i want to mention is the netflix campaign we're doing if you go into the um, description of this podcast there's a link to recommend i like to paint monsters or chet czar i like to paint monsters is a title yeah if you could recommend that to netflix that would be cool and hopefully we get this uh, documentary about me on netflix if you don't if you haven't seen it and you want to see it and you have a dvd player you can buy it from chetzar.bigcartel.com i have a, a signed version of the dvd which is a bunch of extras which is kind of cool a bunch of um it's the only way you can get the extras which is i think like an extra long interview with alex gray and um some behind the scenes painting stuff it's good the bonus features are good and uh otherwise you can stream it on itunes you can rent it and stream it on itunes and but we really want to get this thing on netflix so if you could just follow that link do us a favor, follow follow the link on the SoundCloud page or, or in the disc body of the description of this podcast. It should have a link to recommend new titles to Netflix. Okay, that was long-winded, 26 minutes. I'm sorry about that. Okay, here's the interview with Jody Fallon. Hope you enjoy it. Jody, how are you doing? I'm all right, Chad. You? I'm good. I'm good. There may be some construction noises. I don't know if there may be some hammering. Someone's working on the roof next next door. So, um, I, I apologize for that. I also have grandkids in the other room, and uh, I told them to be quiet. But you know, there's three <laughs> three dogs and grand granddaughters, eight nine year old kids in the room. So in the other room, <laughs> we have a bug here that might start screaming at any time too. Oh, so excellent. We'll, we'll... We'll get through it all. Yeah, excellent. No, we, we love dogs on the podcast here. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, I, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of your work. Um, I can't remember when I first saw it or when I first became aware of it, but um, uh, I know that, you know, Gary's a Gary at Copro. Gary and Eric are big fans as well of your work. And, um, and uh, yeah, you're. St- I, I feel. I feel like you're. You're really kind of plumbing the depths of your own psyche in a way that, uh, like a Bekshinsky did, um, you know, really or stand. You know, stand dark art. Who does the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In that in that same way, where like you re- you really go for the visceral, you know, the emotion, and and I just love that. And it's and it's very uh, inspiring to me. Like I want to, I kind of want to paint like that. Again, I kind of, I, in the beginning when I was sort of figuring out what I was doing, I did a lot of what, what I see you do, which is like wiping the paint away to kind of come up with shapes and stuff. And I just, right. I love that. I love that. So, um, it's definitely inspiring me to, you know, try some new stuff. Really. I, I, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you. Um, I, uh, it's my work is, is, is a way I guess for me to get all that out you know what i mean right. it's, um, uh I, I never work from sketches or anything like that so yeah, I yeah. Go right forward and uh whatever whatever comes out pretty much comes out you know 
Yeah, yeah. It, I, I definitely get that feeling. Like I've become way more structured in the way I paint over the years just because that's the way I have gone for whatever reason. And uh, that has, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, sometimes I wish I was that way. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes I could sit down and, and uh, do that, but I, I, my brain just doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? As far as working from sketches. And right, stuff. right. For me, like when, once I do the sketch, I feel like it's done. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, my paintings are the sketch. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's where it starts. You know. So. Well, that's well, it. Yeah, it's a different approach for sure. I mean, there's so many different ways yeah. to paint and create artwork. It's there's not like a, a set way of doing it. Like when I teach, right. I teach how I do it, and it's like right. that's how I do it. Everybody does it differently, and uh, you know, I think it's a grass is always greener thing in a way too. You see another artist that you like, and they're like, "Oh, I wish yeah. I could paint like that," and it's like. You know, it's you, you should just paint the way you paint, really. That's everyone should just I paint, think, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway. It's hard enough just to do it, right? I mean, yeah. It's hard enough to sit down and, and think about doing it, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. So um, how, when did you start painting? I think you might you have a more unusual background than a lot of artists I interview on here. Um, it seems like you started painting a little later, like – yeah, a little later uh, in life, maybe. I started painting uh, right around two thousand. I was. Uh, oh shit! That's when I started painting. So may- <laughs> yeah, but I started. I, you know, I was like thirty three. So yeah, I was. Uh, I guess what thirty one or something like that. Okay. I guess, but I, I was working as a. <laughs> I was working as a nuclear security guard. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait. What the hell's a nuclear <laughs> yeah. security guard? Well, they they guard nuke plants. You know, I mean, you drive shit. around all night long, listen to Art Bell, and, wow. and make sure nobody climbs up. Yeah, that's amazing. So I was doing that, and, uh, and then that that contract ended, and I went and I took my last check, and I bought paints, and I decided just I wanted to paint. I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, so I just figured I'd paint. So that's how I got started full time. So. Did that come out of nowhere, or were you like always dabbling in art before that? Or yeah, I wanted to. I wanted, you know, I guess like most of us wanted to get into comics or whatever. You know, mm. when we were younger, I guess. Uh, and but um, Frazetta's only lived like an hour away, right? So they opened the museum in two thousand, and we used to go down there like every other weekend. Oh my god! And, so lucky. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, and. Uh, you know, when you go in there and you see these paintings, right? You figure anything's possible at that point. Right. So we used to go there like uh, every other weekend, and I'd study the work and come home and try to paint for a week or two, and go back down and see how shitty my paintings were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but that's when I that's when I that's when I started full time. Oh, excellent! Yeah, so you just went for it, huh? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Much. And so before that, now, this is totally a trip. I mentioned this when we were talking before I started recording. You were in the, you were a Marine. Right, I was in the Marine Corps. That's amazing. I think you're, you, <laughs> as far as I know, this is the first dark artist who was in the Marine Corps. I could be wrong. I haven't interviewed them all. <laughs> but <laughs> There's probably a couple out there. A couple <laughs> there were some guys in there when, that used to do uh, tattoos and barracks, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, wow, how did that come about? How did you end up in the Marines, and what was that like? And how long were you in there, and all that? 
Well, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Central Pennsylvania, and uh, again, I didn't want to stick around here working the factory, so I figured Marine Corps was. Hmm. I mean, I could have joined any branch, but uh, Marine the Corps. Big joke is I like. Yeah, I like their hats. You know, that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> so uh, that's a hardcore commitment, <laughs> so I man. Marine Corps. Marines are fucking hardcore. They're like they're a lot. They're they're hard now. I mean they. You know, they're they're uh, definitely earning their money today, you know? Yeah. So, um, Always. But, yeah, so I mean... we did that, and I, I got a pretty good, cushy station. Uh, I thought it was, anyway. But, yeah? Uh, yeah. Hawaii for three years was pretty. Oh, wow. You know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was all right. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. So you so, enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, well... Looking back, I did, you know. Right. When I was there, it wasn't really, I was ready to get out, you know, when I was there. But uh, looking back, it was a lot of fun. Wow. I mean, where else are you going to go live in Hawaii for, you know, <laughs> for three years? Right, right. Japan, kind of... send me to Japan. It was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. Huh. So. It's amazing. Uh, I have a, what my, uh, my wife's best friend's husband is a, was a Marine. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all, he's like. Super cool dude, but he's big. He's so big yeah. and, and scary and tough looking. <laughs> but he's like a really, yeah. really nice guy. A really super cool yeah. guy. So I, I just find that I, I don't. It's so. Uh, I never. We never had mil. Well, no, that's the, my dad. My grandfather. My mom's dad was in the in the navy. So I guess that was it. But other than that, there was never really any military in my family. So the whole concept of the military is just very foreign to me so i find it fascinating like you know the idea of you know going through basic training it seems like so, seems so brutal and at least in the movies i mean i don't know if it's really like that but <laughs> it was it was you know it was um it was an experience when you you know it was a good place to be on that's what i say right. i always say you know they, they 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 feed you they clothe you right they send you around the world you know, yeah. Back then, I mean, it was it was back. It's it was a different Marine Corps then than it was it. Now, you know, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, back then, pretty much we were all peacetime Marines, right? There was no like real war going. On. That's now, true. We've been we've been war forever now, right? For 2003, so these guys are really, you know, they're. My hats off to them. Yeah, really. absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I certainly couldn't do it. I, so. I appreciate them. Um. Okay, so were you a, a an art kid? Did you were you like did you draw in school and stuff when you were a little kid or anything like that? What's like your I said I wanted. What's your childhood and stuff like? I mean, how was that? Oh, it was fucking peachy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I guess it was. <laughs> it was like everybody else's, I guess. Right? It was. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, I wanted to draw comics when I was a kid, like everybody, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just sat around and, uh, I don't want to say that, sat around and uh, copied comic book artists' work, right? Like Walt Simonson and John Byrne and all these guys, art items. These guys are great, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned. But uh, then you joined the Marine Corps, right? I joined the Marine Corps and it wasn't really, you didn't really have time to do anything. Uh, okay. Actually, do that kind of stuff. And uh, when I got out, I came back to Pennsylvania, and there wasn't really 
too much going on. Was, where I'm at, there's not really a big opportunity for art, mm. you know. So um, it was frowned upon, you know. I mean, oh really? Really something? Yeah, it wasn't really something that you did full time. You know, I don't really know too many full time painters here mm. where I'm at mm. at all, really. Um, so uh, where where are you at? Where in Pennsylvania is I'm, it like? We're pretty. We're pretty much right in coal country here. We're we're uh, we're right in the center of the state, pretty much. And uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's nice. You know, you got the, we got the mountains and the, or hills, and it, it's very pretty here. But yeah, I bet. Yeah, not just not a lot of opportunity, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's. I mean, it's your. That's... I'm not talking Gary or nothing like that. I mean, I love it here, but uh, it's not like it's. It's not an art to make a living as, yeah. as an artist here is, is very difficult. Well, I'm sure the internet's helped helped you in that way. You know, it's well, helped yeah. it's helped every artist in that way. You know, you can kind of live. Yeah. I've talked, you know, I've talked to my wife many times. You know, we could kind of live anywhere and have this. I sure. can, you know, have this career because of the internet sure. and the post. IX <laughs> a lot when when I got involved with IX, I really that really turned things around. You yeah. know, when I. Uh, Explain, yeah, that really. Explain what that is to to people. Oh well, it used to be a Luxicon, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and they changed it uh, to IX. Uh, the it's name like, of it. And it's like a convention for like fantasy artists and and that type right. of artwork. It's it looks amazing. It's like God, I, I I wish I could afford to do it one year, but it seems really kind of expensive for me to come out and do it. It is. It is amazing. Um, but you know we're about an hour from there, so yeah. I understand what you're saying. If we, if I was anywhere other, like if I was where you are, I couldn't do it, you know. But right. uh, it's uh, it is a great show. I mean, um, I think the first year I got into the main show, I was showing like two booths down from Rick Barry, and wow. I mean, it's yes, I mean, it's great. <laughs> what year was uh, this? Do you know what? Do you remember what year I, that was? Four years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, coming up on that, or maybe five. I'm not sure. Whatever, whatever. I'm not even sure. But uh, yeah, and you know, like Vanessa's in that show, and there's a lot. Of, you know, you make. I made a lot of friends that. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, you. Just, it, uh, how do I want to put that? You go from like. Um, I don't know, from fans to friends, right? Is that, right, does, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because a... you're, you're all doing your own thing, right? You're. So you sit around, you're talking, and it's it's really it, that show is an amazing show. I mean, I can't really say enough about it. I I love that show. Yeah, it seems amazing. I'm always envious of people that can that can go to it. Um, Boris didn't Boris Vallejo teach teach a seminar before or something? Uh, you know, I don't know if he if he did, but he's there. <laughs> you oh know, yeah, you, people just yeah, you just sit down and talk. I mean, that's what that's the beauty of the show is that you can just go and you can just sit down. Right. And talk to the art where it's not like it's not like Comic Con or anything where you gotta stand in line for you know, get people to sign your books. It's one of those things where, you know, if you are a fan of the work, you can actually sit down and have a conversation with the artist. You know, it's very it's very intimate. Yeah, right. Um, and then of course there's two parts of the show. There's the main show and then there's the showcase. Oh uh, and okay. the showcase is, is that that happens Friday and Saturday night and that's another what, two hundred and some artists up there. Wow. I mean it's really for for Reading, it's in Reading, PA. I mean, all these artists descend on Reading for like a week, you know. And it's it's pretty amazing. When yeah. I tell people, 
out of here. They're, it's hard for them to put it together. Right. Know? Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's really very cool. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. They're doing it. They do it in Reading. It must be the, the, the people who put it on must be, uh, what's that guy's name? I've talked to him before. The guy who runs it. Pat, Pat Wilshire. Yeah. Pat Wilshire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why Jeannie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they must be in that area. I imagine is why they started. Oh, there, I think they're about maybe two hours away from there, but uh, that's still kind of. They close. found this great little spot there. It was a. It was a. At one time, I guess they made goggles in this warehouse, and mm-hmm. then they uh, redid the whole warehouse into like art galleries and um, studio spaces. And I don't know how they came across the space, but it seems to be working out for them. You know. Yeah, it's, that's great. It's, it's very. It's a nice show. Very cool. Well, that's cool. So, so, so I guess things started really happening for you around that time, is what you're saying? That was the start? Kind yeah. Of? Yeah. I mean, back when we were, like, we were talking before the, uh, uh, before we started this, uh, you know, we used to schlep paintings into New York. You know what I mean? Like, we used to try to find gallery spaces up there. That's how I ran across your show, Last Rights, back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that when I think back to that time versus just the IX and we got involved with them, I mean, it's a whole different, whole, a totally different, totally different life. Oh well, yeah, for <laughs> you know sure. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, that the, the New York art scene, especially back then was definitely not suited for artists like us. We were kind of like weird weird to them even though you know the stuff that was yeah kind of the main art uh, the main new york art seemed seemed like it was way more like conceptual and and just not, you're right not really what we were doing you know what i mean you're right absolutely right and if there was anything like what we were doing was it was, it was very few right i mean just in a couple of hours here and there right know? exactly so you must have had a hard right. time with it <laughs> well it was you know yeah but you know back then right we tried to do everything we could, right? Yeah, you do, do whatever it takes. Yeah, right. So, I mean, we we traveled paintings everywhere just to try to get a wall. I mean, right. we figured a wall in New York had to be better than in my studio, right? right exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so everything was yeah, pretty much a gamble. My wife, she's a photographer, and she always mm. seemed to do better, you know, up there than, than I did because I was, who the hell goes to New York for landscape paintings, right? Or or dark art really right. I mean, it wasn't yeah so uh, yeah yeah it's uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what i did when i started i just took i showed anywhere that would show my work even if I it think was you have to. yeah yeah even if it was kind of inappropriate <laughs> for for what i was doing well, I, I didn't care <laughs> it was like i just wanted the experience i wanted to get my name out there sure. it was before the internet was really what it is now right you know, right. it was just kind of really just starting in a way for for uh, artists, I think. Um, and was... I don't know what it's like out there now either, uh, like on that on that level. But I again, I I couldn't stress that enough. You show wherever you can. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like coffee shop or whatever. I mean, just get it out there. I I think. Yeah. And sooner or later, right? Someone's gonna see it and they're gonna dig it and and. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. If it's good, it will be discovered, especially nowadays. You know, um, there's there's a nu- there's so many more people in the world, and um, more ways to see to see new work. You know, with the internet and like I said, so yeah, 
it's can't get away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it, everywhere you look, it's there. You yeah. Know? Which is so, kind of a, kind of a, uh, a bad thing too. Cause you're competing with a lot more, <laughs> but there, but, but I always say there's so many more people in the world now that it, that it probably all kind of right. bal- balances out, you know? Uh, right. So did Patrick Wilshire discover you some like through one of the New York galleries or how did, how did that relationship come uh, about? Uh, well, it wasn't through New York. I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe exactly. online or something. Yeah, I think it might have been <laughs> through the internet. You know, wow. I think it might have been maybe through Facebook. They saw my work, and uh, I did. A, I did the showcase show. At this time, it was at that time it was in Allentown, PA. Mm, okay. Uh, which the, the main show was in the Allentown Museum, and the showcase was at the hotel. And uh, I'd gotten a table at the showcase. And I showed there, and my wife showed with me. And um, oh, that's cool. And the following year, I got in the main show. So, wow. I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how. I'll have to ask him when I talk. Yeah, to just him. curious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So once I mean, once that happened for you, um, did you start showing in uh, more appropriate galleries, or, or you know, what, what's what's been happening since since those well, shows? Before, before we got in, before I got into IX, I, I used to show, like I used, to, I used to do a show. I used to run a museum here, a small museum every year, mm. and I had um, a show of my work, like an annual thing. We did that for like ten years, and uh, wow, that's so. Cool. It was like every April we did that, and we also did a, a dark art show every October. Me and my wife and uh, like maybe two or three other people. Every year we do a dark art show. Really, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was like again, you know, we would do we would rent like this museum. I'd hang up like twenty paintings, right? Work all year for mm-hmm. this, and you know, we'd invite people and we put out food and booze, just like a regular opening. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we we wouldn't make very much money. You know what I mean? Right. We. Make enough to cover the cost, maybe the booze and the, and the museum and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when I went down to check out IX, you know, I walk in there and there's red dots everywhere on everybody's paintings. I'm like, holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't know that happened. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, a difference was, between uh, showing to a crowd that wants to see that kind of stuff and not. You know, if you're in a part exactly. of the part yeah. of this your state where people aren't into it, you know, it doesn't matter how good it is. That's right, and I, I, when I saw that, I would, and that was the first time I had seen that. You know what I mean? Because uh, again, we had been shown for a long time before that, and it was the first time that I put together that there are people out there that actually collect work. You know, right? That, that probably sounds a little naive, but uh, I, I didn't know that. Well, how could, how could you <laughs> know? I mean, right? It's not like I this... mean, if we sold if we sold a couple paintings at a show for a thousand bucks, we thought we were, you know. Wealth, right? <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, at any rate, um, so then, so I X, uh, then things, then you know, uh, I don't want to put that. You know, we picked up collectors. People started buying our work and collecting my paintings, and it just, it just changed everything. Of course, back then. Chat when you when we when I saw your show up there that was like the beginning of the financial collapse right that was like right. you know, what two thousand 
2008, right? So yeah, I think everybody time had a hard time, you know. So right. we were getting into it, I guess, at a really strange time. Yeah, and right. I don't even know if it ever came back. You know, I'm not even sure about that, but yeah. So there's a lot of factors there, right? Right. Definitely. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it does. Um, yeah, so I guess you you uh, just slowly have built up your collector base, and and I'm imagining you were selling direct to buyers online right. and stuff like that. Right. Were you right. continuing to have like a yearly solo show or anything like that, or were you just kind of going with the flow? And once they got involved with IX, I pretty much focused on IX. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, that was like your big I, show of yeah, the year, that, kind that, of. That became like my yearly show, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. And you just start, um, I, so were you, have you, did you not show in a bunch of other galleries since? Or, um, well, uh, I showed with the IX online show. I think you were in one yeah, of the yeah. shows with me. Yeah. yeah so I actually need to get back I, to him. I did that. And, um, so I did that and I did, uh, of course, the IX main show. And, with the Copro show, I mean that pretty much it keeps you busy. Man. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. This is only you I know, just... this is only four years. So I'm like, I guess yeah, right. it's not that much right. time, yeah. really. You know, um, it's interesting. Um, I so how I mean, did you start off doing more landscape stuff, and then, or I I mean, how did you develop? You know, it your... was, it was... It was a mix, right? So I was doing landscapes because this is where I'm at. I'm out here in the, again, the wilds of Pennsylvania. So walk outside, it's it's uh, it's all around me, right? So right. I was working on that. But I also had this, you know, there's also this, um, you know, the, the area that I'm in, right? That's like the, the, the income is like the medium income for family four is like 28 grand, right? Wow. So everybody's like, yeah, they're, it's hard living, you know, and, and, it, and people, it shows. Right, yeah, right. right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I try to capture a lot of that in, in mm. what I do. I mean, like... Interesting. Um, so when I'm doing, like, figurative work, you know, they're very different from my landscape work, right? Because right. there's... there's it, it's it's pretty hard living around here, whether people want to admit it or not. You know, there's a lot of people that are... I mean, it's, there's a lot of people that are feeling bad. Yeah, you know? suffering. So, yeah, kind of, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, it definitely comes across in the work, in your work, for sure. Um, I, I I think that's what's, that's what's one of the things that's so powerful about it. It's just, it's very emotional, and it's very much like, uh, like, I, I, I like to say that dark art honors suffering, and it very much honors suffering, your work, it seems like to me, anyway, you know. I think- I think I think it does honor suffering, and I think there's beauty, also in in dark art. You know, I Absolutely. mean, I look at yeah, I look at like Giger's stuff. It's beautiful, right? I mean, right. it's definitely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, that's what's so cool so about. I think next. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. I just I I love that's what I, one of the things I love about dark art is that dichotomy of this fucked up creepy dark shit and mixed with beauty you know well, i think that's what i love about your i mean what you're what you do in your work i mean it's not it's not full-blown 
dark art. You know what I mean? It's like there's a mix between this. There, I mean, there's a sensitivity in what you do, right? Mm, I mean, yeah, the darkness yeah. is there. But, uh, Thank you. I, I think there's a balance. And, yeah. You know what I mean? I, Absolutely. That's what that's what I loved about it from the beginning. Anyway, so, I try to do that. That's what uh, I try to do. I think you have to have that. You know? I, yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah. For sure, there has to be. I think, yeah, I think the the really good stuff has to, definitely has to have a balance and a, a sensitivity in there, and uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. sensitivity is a good way of putting it. A, a like a ah, uh, uh, it's not coming to my head. Like a, a certain emotional quality of of like like a, a, a kind of sympathy or a love for sure, the subject exactly. matter, yeah. you know, um, right. That that makes all the difference, you know. That kind of that's that's the difference between your standard, like a good piece of dark art, and your standard. I don't know. Not not the, there's some amazing metal death metal album covers, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, it's like yeah. just oh, pure gore and blah, like the most horrible shit you can imagine. It's not the same right. as like a really amazing no, dark not. art piece. It's not really the same. It's like on the fringes of dark art, I think. You know, because it does. I think it so. is dark, I think, uh, but it's on the. I don't want to say edge. it goes too far, but uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes I'll be honest, it's difficult to look at. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if that's if that's a way to put it, I if, guess. Yes. You know what I mean? Everybody has their line for sure. Sure, right. Uh, and not... I like. Uh, I like, like I said, I like you know the artists that I gravitate to. They have that sensitivity, right? Mm-hmm. They have that. Uh, 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 that love, right? That right. love in their work, right? If that's if that's the right word well, to use. Yeah, well, I mean, it's look, not just about making a picture to shock, right? It's exactly, it's, it's, uh, exactly, and that's what yeah, right. that's what a lot of I think a lot of um, uh, people who don't know or that aren't familiar with dark art, if they would think that all dark art is about that shock, shock and horror, and and it's not, it's not, it's really no, not. I, it's I mean, look at. Bekshinsky's a great example as well. Um, he had uh, you're familiar with Bekshinsky, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. Of my yeah, yeah. I, I assumed, um, but that I mean, there's some paintings that are just like will tear your heart out, but they're still in that realm of darkness. I don't think, I don't think that guy misses the mark on anything. If you want oh, the I, truth. Know, I, I know. He's probably the most. Does, right? Yeah, he, he. It was like, not only was he amazingly prolific. But he pretty much everything he did was amazing. Like there's, yeah. you know, every artist has some pieces that aren't totally the best. But his are like, he had so many pieces and they were all fucking incredible. I mean, they I, were, know, I know. And, and, you know, you look at the paintings, then you go to the drawings and then, you know, it's just. I know. It's all, it's, again, it's almost too much. I know. It drives, <laughs> it drives me yeah. nuts, man. And I've never seen one in real life, which I'd I'd love to. I, I mean, did. I got to see one. Yeah. Or I got to see yeah. a couple actually. There was a place called um the Morpheus Gallery. Yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. that wrapped him and I think Giger and some other artists kind They're of, in Vegas. They're in Vegas now. They were in Beverly Hills. And so I went there with my friend Cam DeLeon yeah. one time, um, to try and get in there really. I was just yeah. barely starting out. I was kind of following him. He was going in there um to to try and get in, but we saw some Bekchinskis up up close, and I was surprised that I don't know if this was just a phase he he went through. I'm not sure if all of his paintings were like that, but they were like little teeny, like it was all cross hatching. 
the paintings. You it was really? Like, yeah, it was like a little teeny brush, everything. Wow. The whole thing, I was like, Jesus, that must have taken him forever. Man, they don't look anything like that when you see them. You I know. know. I, mean? I know. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that was like maybe just a phase he went through or if all of his work was like that. But I also, there's a painting, like a well-known one that I'm sure you've seen. Um, and it's like a crucifixion scene. Oh, yeah. With it's with all these, like, it's 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 hard to explain. There, there's like, He did a couple of them, right? Yeah, I know, like, I know. I think this one's the one. one Remember there was one where there's like a bird on a, like a, and then on the ground below is like all this skulls and, right. You know, it's kind of a popular one, but, um, my boss, the guy I worked for Rick Baker, the effects guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had one in his, in his, uh, office. Yeah. And so that was pretty cool to be able to go up and look at that. Office, right. I mean, you stand there looking at that painting all day long. Exactly. I know. Exactly. Exactly. And then he, and then he had his he had the most amazing office, man. It was like it was totally gothic looking. You, you went he wow. had, he had the whole studio made up to look like a castle inside. It was so uh, How'd you get involved with Rick Baker? I mean, that's that's a question. I well, mean, I, I I used to work in a like I I was totally into makeup effects until right. uh like around age 12. I got into making masks and then I knew that's what I wanted to do throughout high school and then after I graduated high school I started working in some small shops around, you know, because I was in San Pedro, which is like 45 minutes right. from, from Hollywood or L.A., so I could drive out there. And um, I just started working in the industry, and then, you know, I eventually I knew a guy that uh, was coordinating Rick Baker's shop. I worked with him for many years at another shop, and then he saw an opportunity for me to get in there. So I uh, worked there for about five years. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, but yeah. any so his office, lot, right? What's that? You learn a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Eric Baker's yeah. All of makeup effects taught me a ton because it was like, it was like an old school uh, art studio, really, because there was like life casts and you know plaster yeah. casts all over the place. Like they used to, you know, it's kind of a traditional atelier way of teaching, you know, academic painting and stuff where you have to draw life casts and. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was very much like that, but uh, but his office was up these stairs. There was these like gargoyles on the stairs, a, mar- <laughs> a marble staircase, gargoyles that were like the monkeys from the Wizard of Oz kind of. Right. Turned right, into gar- turned right. into gargoyles. You go up these marble steps, and then there's like a a hallway that was like had these big arches all cosmetically like gothic looking. And then at the end of it, there was like a grim reaper that was like nine or 10 feet tall or something standing there. And there was a secret door to get into his office down the hallway. (laughs) Just so you go in the secret door and then it's like this gothic, amazing, like a fireplace and like a place that he would have producers come and talk to, but it was all decked out gothic skulls, like a real mummy head. It was so amazing. And then you go into his, his personal workshop and it was set up like a Frankenstein lab, like a mad scientist lab. So cool. where he would do his sculpture, yep. it was all decked out to look like, uh, you know, the, the Frankenstein lab. <laughs> it was like incredible. It that's was so, cool. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. But anyway, um, so back, yeah. to, back to you. Okay, so, so I, okay, I want to – no, no, no. It's, it's cool. I just uh, – you know, I'm, I'm more interested in, in – uh, hearing about you oh so. it's fascinating to me too you know. well cool, cool. Uh, 
But anyway. <laughs> um so when you when you decided to, to go full time painting, right? This when you when you right. took that last paycheck and you're like, yep. I'm gonna go full time, did you had you been dabbling and, and were you developing a style yet? Or was it were you just kind of going into it cold and like, I'm gonna teach myself how to paint and and then Well again we were traveling to Frazetta's, right? We were going to Frazetta's uh, every right. other week. And and Paul Lair, I don't know if you're familiar with Paul Lair's work. He, he was a science I, fiction yeah, illustrator. Yes. Yeah. He was well, Paul, they lived like, he lived like 20 minutes away. Hmm. Um, and he, he had passed away. I met him in uh, 1996. It's L-E-H-R, um, right? Paul Lair, L-E-H-R, I think? Yep. Okay. Yep. Just, just for Paul, people to look up. Yeah. Yep, and I met him in 1996. He was having a show at the university uh, in the town that we lived, Bloomsburg University. And mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend at the time was involved in setting that show up. And of course, I didn't get out of the Marine Corps. I didn't really know anybody but Frazetta, right? I mean, I wasn't really, and a couple of comic book guys. And um, she told me I should go check out the show. And of course, it wasn't Frazetta, so I wasn't really interested, right? <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I did. I went up and I saw the show. And when I walked in, I was blown away. Right? I mean, it was these these massive wood sculptures and these beautiful science fiction paintings. And I was like, wow. So this was in '96. He passed away in '98. Uh, oh wow! And I got that. Yeah, I got that job in '98. Uh, and we, we worked two years on this contract. And the contract was over. We were going to Frazetta's, and I called uh, Paul's widow paula mm-hmm. and uh she i asked her if we could come out me and my wife would come out so we went out there so we would like rotate right we rotate between paul air's studio and frazetta's and there was another artist uh that i was friends with he used to he used to do um choose your own adventure books i don't know if you ever read oh them yeah yeah young. I remember yeah but he was an illustrator for that but he was a painter and he painted, he was primarily a landscape painter. Who's, who's this? Beautifully dark. What's his Ron name? Ron Wing, his name was. Ron Wing, yeah. Ronald yeah. Wing. Yeah, I just looked yeah. him up because yeah. I, I did a little research on you, and I was just looking uh-huh. at his stuff, and it's like, he did some, uh, it's funny, he, amazing landscapes, these beautiful colors, yeah. but then he had some like really creepy, weird, distorted yeah. faces that were pretty awesome. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where I was like. So that's where I, that this was like my education back then, right? I yeah. would travel from place to place, right? And I would I would study this work, and then I would go home and I'd try to paint, and um, and this went on for a lot of years, you know. I yeah. mean, Ron, we're coming up on I guess five years since you passed away, but we hung out there for like thirteen years, right? We'd go out there and we'd wow. drink wine at like three o'clock in the morning. He'd tell us stories about New York in the fifties and the sixties, being an illustrator. Oh, amazing! So that was like uh, it was a great time. Yeah, you know, it was really very exciting time but i figured if these guys could do it right yeah <laughs> it's true so that's so that's what got me that's what got me going you know that's and what really got me going. Were, you, were you receiving any like painting instruction technical knowledge from them or was no. it it was more like just bullshitting and absorbing it and and Come seeing on. the artwork yeah. and interesting yeah uh, i didn't I, I, <laughs> matter of fact like for, i think frazetta told me go home and learn how to paint Really? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and Wing used to tell me, you know, that I had to figure it out on my own. Wow, really? Yeah. I had to. They never taught me anything, as far as that goes. Uh, But I would, you know, I would show them my work, and they'd they'd say, 
what they thought of it, and I'd go home and I'd work more, you know. So, and of course, Paul was gone, but I would go out there and rifle through his studio, right? And I'd see all these beautiful paintings out there, and I'd study them, and and um, so that's 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 how that went, man. That went on for again. Ron died and. About five years ago, so went on until then, hanging out with Ron. You know, he right. was he was a lot of fun. He was yeah, he was like an old submariner back in like 1956. Oh no way! Uh, the Navy, yeah, and got out of the Navy and went to Pratt. So he had these these great stories about being a cartoonist in New York. You know, back uh, in the 60s and uh, yeah, I mean, I, they're really priceless. That sounds like man, they're, they're really cool. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> sounds like so much fun <laughs> to to hear those stories. It? I don't know if you ever heard these stories. Like he said, I think every Every Thursday was like cartoonist day where everybody would go out and try to sell their cartoons. Wow. And uh, then they'd all end up at the bar, you know, and they'd be drinking at the bar after <laughs> the day trying to sell cartoons all these newspapers and stuff. But wow. uh, but anyway, that's how I that's how I got started doing my doing my thing. There's a there was a guy, uh, Harley Brown. Do you know Harley Brown's art? I don't. Okay, yeah, you gotta check him out. He's amazing. Um I will. He's, uh, he, he, I interviewed him for the podcast and he's an older dude, you know, he's like, uh, in his seventies and, um, oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. And he was taught, he would tell stories on the podcast. He was talking about how, when he first started out, he would go door to door to people's houses and be like, Hey, I'll do your, I'll draw your, uh, 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 sketch or I'll draw you basically. And like, really? Yeah. And get, like, I think it was caricature. He would do a caricature of them and just like sell them for a buck or something. Crazy wow. stories of you know, it is, it it's, is, it's yeah. so it's so fascinating and interesting how uh, you know every, every... it was you know again that was such a different time back then, yeah so, right sure. I mean when you think today I mean uh, there's another painter here Steve Bagnell I heard well I won't even tell that story anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you didn't say his name you could have told the story <laughs> well he's a great painter he was a great painter he uh, he um, yeah he was a great painter he. You can look him up too. I mean, he's he's pretty. He, you, you can find his stuff. Okay. Um, Bagnell, B A G N E L L. And here's a guy that raised like back, back then, sixties and seventies and eighties. He had like I think six kids back wow. then, trying to, you know, he, he slept working in New York and sell them for whatever and come home. And it's such such a different time. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. So we think about it, right? Like if you had to put a painting on a bus, right, and ship it, right? <laughs> and hope that it got there. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, totally different world. But you know, it's 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 interesting to see how artists in different different time periods dealt with their situation and and made it happen. Right. You know what I mean? And it all comes down to you know people willing to do basically whatever it took. I'll tell you what, those old timers and their stories, man, that inspires me. Oh it yeah. Really does. Absolutely, I love it. So, but so I want to know. Okay, how did you? How did you? What? Like when I first started, I got this. uh, This is, you know, my dad was a painter. My stepfather was a painter, so I grew up around it. And um, right, so I did kind of. I had a lot of that absorption, you know, seeing how he worked, just kind of like in the background because he he worked at home. Uh, but when I decided I was going to teach myself to paint, I bought this book called How to Paint Like the Old Masters, which is a really good book for people learning to paint. It basically takes uh, a bunch of different old masters and breaks down their process. And does I think it st- I had that. Is there a, 
Okay. Was there a section on there on Titian, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I did have that book. Yeah. I, yeah, when That's I first a, started. Okay, so because I'm yeah. wondering, it's like, how did you know what materials to use? How did you know what kind of brushes to use? I mean, where did you... I didn't. I, I didn't. I had no idea. I, I, I had really no idea. I mean, even if I had that book, I, I really didn't pay much t attention to it. Do you so know what, what, you just so, bought a bunch of oil paints? I mean, there was and... a lot of years there. I... I missed that question. What was the question? Oh, just did, did you just buy a bunch of random oil paints and supplies just, and just went for it? I just yeah, I bought I bought I bought this crappy Winton Windsor Newton Winton <laughs> yep. oils right top dollar yep. <laughs> top dollar. Thought I was really <laughs> I thought I was really doing it. And uh, yeah, I, I fumbled through a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, made a lot of really bad crappy paintings yeah. and um, painted over them. And, you know, I, after a while, something took, but I'm, you know, I'm still, I still fumble. I don't know if anybody else does, but I, oh, yeah. you know, I still, I still, what I do, you know, uh, I'm still learning, you know, I mean, there's things I watch, uh, like if I'm watching a YouTube video, I think to myself, what the fuck, why didn't I think of that? Right. right. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, uh, an ongo so, ongoing so that's process. How I went yeah, I went and bought this paint and uh, just 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 painted painted on masonite. I mean, that was the cheapest thing to do, and that's what these guys were working on. Right. So that's that's what. Yeah. What about mediums? So, How did you learn about painting mediums? I didn't. Stuff? All I used was all I used was uh, turpentine. It was turpentine and paint. That's what I wow. that's what I used. And yeah. you were were you doing? I hope they last. <laughs> they probably will last better than you know. I mean, the 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 less medium you use the better i think for for longevity's yeah. sake i think but so you're painting like direct kind of stuff you weren't doing a lot of layers i imagine no i was i was using really thick paint back then like palette knife paintings and uh uh a lot of texture in the work so i it was really a lot of even my watercolors back then was just squeezed right out of the tube you know and, mm. and just smear around and then Add some water to it, and it would just it would just spread beautifully, and then go from there, right? Just just work a, just find a landscape in there and paint it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but, amazing. <laughs> so I guess you're, I, I mean you're you're an intuitive, like yeah, yeah, you're an intuitive painter. You know, it's it's an intuitive process for you. It seems like. I yeah, I I don't. I have a hard time working the other way. I really do. Like if I like I said, if I do the sketch, it's it's. To me, it's done. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, if I'm if I'm working on a painting, no matter how big the painting is, you know, it'll it'll sit there on my easel until I'm ready to go. When I'm when I'm ready to go, I go. You know, right. I, I just jump right in there and paint. You yeah, know? yeah. And sometimes sometimes they fail. You know, sometimes they they don't come out right, and I mean, just paint over. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Which makes a nice texture underneath, right? You know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess at this point you've got your, I mean, you've settled into a technique for, for what you're doing now, even though, you know, artists always learn, we're always growing. It's a never ending, especially oil painters. I think I'm sure with all, all the arts though, you're, you're always learning, but I know with, um, one of the things that's so fun about painting, you know, oil painting, especially for me anyways, is, is that it's hard enough to keep, keep it keep you interested because it's 
because there's so much to learn always, you know, there's always something right. new. Right. But I, I imagine at this point you have kind of a set way of doing things for the most part. Or no, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. You yeah. do, and you do yeah. a lot of like, yeah. now to me, from what, I, what I've seen, it looks like you do a lot of wiping away to get like shapes and stuff. Like you, you cover the canvas maybe with a, with a layer of paint and then you kind of wipe away. Are you wiping away with like turpentine and a rag or something? Turpentine rag. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes linseed oil. Oh, okay. Uh, just to, cause I don't want it to go, you know, too deep into the board. Right. Or, you know, so cause I want to maybe leave a little bit. There. Um, but yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, I, I use a pretty basic palette, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Sienna, uh, Ivory Black, Elizabeth and Crimson, you know what I mean? Just as a, as a base. Hmm. And sometimes they come out okay like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't have to do much. Right. You know, right. I just have to make the background or whatever. But, um, I mean, I, I'm a pretty, pretty fast painter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, cause I want to get it out. You know, I want to get that, that rage out or whatever it is yeah. that, that I want to get out. I, I want to do that, So, um, well, there's something to be said about so, that, yeah, that kind of painting too, as far as capturing an emotion, you know, it really, uh, it's you, your work's really like, uh, you know, uh, there's like a lot of energy in it, you know? And I think that's one thing you get. Thank you. You get from that that way of painting. That's one of the benefits of painting like that. That kind of direct, just doing it in one sitting, or you know, just going for it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you get, you know, action in the painting. We're our hardest critic, right? I mean, we're we're we're. I I don't know what people see and what I do. You know what I mean? Like I don't know when people look at what I do that they see that. Mm. Or if that's exactly what I'm going for, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to get something that I like on the board, yeah, which yeah. is a struggle sometimes. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know really how to describe that. I know what I like to look at you right. know, in, other, in other people's work, right? Mm. I mean, you know, when you're looking at, at, at a painting, like uh, what draws you across the room, right, to see it. Right, right. I mean... So when I'm when I'm doing something, I want to do something that's going to make me want to look at it. For you know sure. what I mean? So definitely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I don't know. I, you know, when you say that about uh, the energy and the work, I don't know that I necessarily see that when I'm looking at my work. Oh really? You know? But I hear, but I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what to say about that. <laughs> It's just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I love that. I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I just sometimes wish I had more of it, I guess. You know what I mean? Sometimes I had, uh, more movement or more, hmm. I don't want to say that more rage in it. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And more love, both rage and love both. Right. Next. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Rage and love. I mean, I don't want to go too far one way and too far the other way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. You know? That's the thing about, especially when you're kind of coming from an intuitive place as an artist, and it's hard to explain to explain this to people who are not artists, or especially people that are not, you know, in, in very intuitive artists. Is that, you know, 
you know it when you see it. It's like you have to wait until right. it's like, oh, okay, I see it finally. You know, and a lot of, right. lot of a lot of the process of painting is like, especially this kind of direct, immediate sort of painting you're doing. It's like you have to just you're just you know you're just like it's such a weird unexplainable process. You're just kind of like fucking with this board until you just see at least like an inkling of something in there. Oh, I see something, and then, and then you're trying to chase this thing and realize it. You're trying to follow right. this thing, and it's and it leads you. It's so interesting. It's really an interesting way of, of painting. Magic thing. That's 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 the whole magic of this thing that we do. I think. Right. That's, yeah. That, I mean. It's really amazing. It is. How this phenomenon of painting pictures, right? Totally bizarre. Opens up so much inside you, right? It opens up like, uh, um, yeah, I don't even know what what the word I'm looking for here. It opens up like a whole inner um, perspective, right? About what you're about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like looking at your work. And when you're working this way, any of it, when you're working anyway, you know, when you have a piece that, that you're happy with, I mean, it shows you personally what you're about, right? Yeah. I mean, you can look at it, and it's the first factor, I think, of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. Right? I, that's why I look at it. Yeah, if, 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 it's, if, it's, if it's real, you know, if it's real, if it's pure, if it's really, like, uh, sincere, if the artist is, is sincere, I think you do, you're getting a peek inside the, the soul of the artist, you know? That's one of the things, when I met Ron Wing, I was, you know, it was 2000. The first, I think the first thing he said to me that was really, that really struck me, that really hit home, because I was looking for something, right? I was looking, I was looking for a reason to paint pictures that was more than just painting pictures right i wanted it to be something something special right right so he said to me uh painting painting pictures is like taking a lantern and going down a long stairwell into the bottom of your soul and finding the honest man and bringing them out that's excellent <laughs> that's a good one and when he said that i, was, I just I just stared at him, man. I just like, what? Are you, are you serious? <laughs> Did you just say that? And that was it. That, <laughs> that was it for me, man. I, I knew then that that's what I, I just wanted to do. This. This is just one of the things that I just wanted to do. Yeah. You know, I wanted to really do this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that still sticks with me. I still, you know, it's twenty years later. I still can see him saying that to me. You know. So. Yeah, that's a great one. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's, and you know, it's also why it's why I think artists are so tend to be so um, sensitive about sharing their work, or, or sensitive to criticism, because you really are kind of bearing. Yeah, uh, really, it's very personal. Whether people like the art or not, what you're doing is super intimate and personal. It's almost like you know, posting pictures of yourself naked or something. In a way, <laughs> it's scary. Man. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to show people what you're about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, most people go through life; they never show anything about what they're about, right? I mean, a lot right. of people they they do the best they can, I guess. But but here we are; we're putting ourselves out there for the whole world to criticize, right? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a courageous act, I think. And it doesn't get any easier. When they do criticize us, right? It's, it's still it still hits, right? Oh it's yeah, still, it still hits home. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but I think it takes a lot of courage. I think for anybody to sit down and paint a painting, I think it takes courage. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it's, when you look at the work that comes before us, right, like Monet and Van Gogh and all this, you think, well, I'm, I'm going to beat this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, what uh, are you? So, like, are you kind of like, what's your what's your plan? Do you have a plan, or are you just kind of a like, or are you just kind I'm of like, it, you just, yeah, exactly. Are you winging <laughs> it? That's kind of you know, because that's. I think most of us are winging it. You know, I think you just kind of follow. Yeah. I feel like I'm winging it, although as I've gotten older. Yeah. I've got, I, I do have more things that I would like to do. I know, like, I would like, you know, fantasy things, maybe, like, direct something or do a t- movie based on my characters or st- stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm just, you know, going day to day and trying to make the yeah, best of it much. and seeing where it takes you. I mean, that's kind of the fun of it in a way. It's scary, though. Yeah. It's a lot of, well, again, yeah, you look at, look at, Look at all these old timers, right? These guys are out there painting and doing it before us, right? I mean, there's not a lot of them out there that are wealthy. You know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 a hard road, and but right, you kind of got to live just like right now, right? On the painting you're working on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the key that, to happiness. That's hard enough, I guess. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you my- can get a couple good ones out. Yeah, my, I mean, my when my parents died, my my mom died, my dad died like a year later, kind of like the classic thing you hear about happening. But um, they were, you know, broke. They were they had no money. They're you know yeah. they had the, they were very very you know living on social security and and just, just barely squeaking by. But my dad used to tell me he was like you know he he was so happy because he got to paint every day. He got to paint every day of his life pretty much you know he never had he only he worked some straight jobs when he was like a young man maybe out of college or something um but pretty much always painted and so even though they were broke pretty you know he had times there was periods where he he made a little bit of money it was very up and down though when, when we were when we were kids but generally speaking they never really had much and um but he was so happy that he got to paint every day. That's all he cared about. He didn't care about the money. He really didn't. What more, what more could you ask for? Right. right exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, painter, it's, it's right, yeah, everybody. right. But I mean, you get to be creative every day and, and paint every sure. single day Sure. for your job. It's kind of amazing. That's, it is amazing that, that we have this when you think about it. Right. And how many people wish, that they had it that's one thing right yeah how many when I mean, you think about how many people wish they could express themselves right the way that we express it you know and uh, be able to eat from it that's amazing it oh really yeah it's, we, you know very lucky i think we're very totally lucky. yeah i never <laughs> i never never take it for granted i'm always very grateful of of that um because i know it is it, it's it's a rare thing it's a rare thing i think it's like I don't know. I've heard the statistic that like one percent of artists that go to art college end up being successful artists or something crazy like that. It's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. Think uh, about how many people are going to art school. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Think about how many people are out 
they're painting pictures, not just. I mean, it's it's, it's baffling. Yeah, it really does. Across the whole world. I yeah, know, I know. Hoping, just hope somebody sees them, right? Just it's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. It is amazing, and you got to have that. Uh, you got to be persistent. Is the thing because there's a lot of you got to work. Every, I think I think you have to work. You know, you have to paint. They don't paint themselves, right? You yeah. Gotta, you got to you got to put in the yeah. You got to put in the work. Absolutely. So, have you done? Do you do prints and stuff? Have you done a lot of like? print editions of your work or are you pretty much it seems like you mostly are selling originals yeah i i really haven't gotten into prints at all i just originals yeah pretty much um you gotta try prints out man i'm sorry you gotta try prints out you got you gotta try well prints it's it's uh it's it's a uh, i make maybe more money from prints than i do from originals yeah yeah, and it's also and, and so, a lot a lot of people can't can't afford to buy the original painting. So a print is like Are you Are you selling lithograph prints? Is that what you're selling? Like that kind of print? Are you uh, selling uh, cuz I don't know the first thing about all that. If you want to know the truth. It's you know, well the th- yeah, the thing is they're all prints nowadays are basically um you know they're called G clays. Even the paper ones, people people call yeah, right. people call the canvas ones G clays. But really, I think um, any anything printed on one of these printers is a G clay technically. But it's like yeah. they're just high end inkjet printers, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, with archival uh-huh. inks and all that stuff. But man, it's it's a it's a really great way to earn money and allow like an entry yeah. an entry point for people that don't have the money to buy an original to start collecting your work and build right. build up to collect it, buying an original right. maybe it's really i think every artist should sell prints personally because it's 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 huge. i'm gonna have to look into that yeah for sure my makes canvas prints photographs uh, oh really which i i yeah i really should start looking into that i guess yeah Definitely. The business end of it is, I'm, I'm no good at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can be. I don't know. Most artists aren't naturally good at it. I mean, I I wasn't naturally good at it until I until I started, you know, embracing it and learning about it. In the same way, I taught myself to paint. I taught myself how to like right. market and do the business thing because it was for me. It was like. Right. You know, I live in California. It's really expensive out here, so it's like I had to. I I got to make money. You know, I got to make this. You're doing everything, though. I mean, you're doing the whole. You're doing the whole. You're doing the, the painting, the frame, right? You're doing everything, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're cool. making your own frames for your work, and uh, it's, it's really lovely. No, uh, thanks. It seems like it's got to be a lot of work, right? It's got to be like a lot of work, right? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I my I'm. You know, I work every day, so I'm trying to get. Yeah, right. I'm right. trying to. Tr- I'm trying to force myself to take one day off a week, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't work very often. <laughs> usually, That's hard. Yeah, yeah. To me, usually the week weekends are like when I say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let myself work on one of the things I kind of want to work on." Whereas the during the week, it's right. more like you know dealing with business stuff and 
shipping sure. and prints and, and all that. And it's a lot of work. It's kind of like a day. Well, you worked hard to build your brand, you know? I mean, you worked really hard to build your brand. So you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, not to sound, I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but I don't want to die broke like my dad did. You know, I just don't, I want to, I yeah. want to have stuff to leave to my kids and everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, they were awesome. My parents were great and I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did everything the way they did it. But I just, I know that there was a lot of, there was a lot of worry about money. Struggle. Yeah, and struggle. And it was sure. really hard to see them struggle yeah. so much, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to struggle that hard. So I'm busting my ass now so I can hopefully not have to struggle yeah. when I'm like 70 if I make it that right. long. Yeah. It's rough. But it can't. It's a hard time to struggle. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a bitch. You know, this, this is one of the hardest things I think you can do, really, if you want to know the truth. I mean, it's, uh, to try to make a living as a painter. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think, like, you know. Of, but it's, it's rewarding, too, right? I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's like this horrible thing. <laughs> no, know? yeah, it's, otherwise. It's a rewarding experience, too. I mean, this, this show's coming up this week at Copra, right? I mean, the one you curated. Yeah, I've never been. I, I wanted to be in the show forever, right? And here I am, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many people show up to this? I mean, is there a lot of people show up? Oh to this yeah, show? yeah. It's like their biggest show of the year. There's like a ton. There's usually lines out the door for that for the conjoined show. So see, that's great. Yeah, right? I mean, it's totally great. It's ten years, you know. It's ten, ten. When you think about that, though, right? Ten years. <laughs> yeah, this is the ten-year anniversary show. Jeez. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, one. And you got people lined up for to see it, and that's the beautiful thing about uh, that's the rewarding part, I right. think. Oh yeah. Of the, this, right? no matter how hard you have, all these people wanting to see what you do, right? And want to take that in, and want to, and and essentially they want to love you, right? They want to, they want to see your work, and they want to fall in love with the work, mm -hmm. and which is basically, I think, falling in love with you personally, right? So yeah, that's the rewarding of it, right? Anybody that anybody that takes the time to put their hard earned money out on a piece of yours, I mean, that's you know, I'm I'm never I never try to take that for granted, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> you walk in somebody's house and your painting's hanging in their living room, right? It's, it's the center of their life. It yeah. Is, yeah. It's it, that's 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 the reward. Yeah, absolutely. Know, part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so when I say it's a hard life and it's a struggle, I don't mean to make it sound like it's all that because it's it's not all that. It's, no, it's a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like if it was just pure misery, nobody would do it. I wouldn't do it if it was just pure hell, you know. No, I just, I'd go be a coal miner, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go. Yeah, I'd go back back, back back to working in the movie business if it was if it was that bad. Yeah. Right. But. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's it's an amazing thing. It's the, it, but it's it's so rewarding that we are willing to suffer all the the difficulties basically, That's right. you know. So so it balances out. That's right. 
You know, you know it's, not, it's hard to explain to people too the the work and the and the uh, and the uh, what's the word? I don't want to say suffer again, but <laughs> everything that you do for this thing, right? Everything that you the money you put out for your supplies, just everything. Uh, yeah. There, yeah, it's... The rejection. There is a reward. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of, rejection. you know... <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. Over there's, and over. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, it's, it's, yeah, there's it's, a lot. It's difficult. It's difficult. Coal I always, minus 30. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's and the giving up the security too, but I don't think any any job has security anymore. That's that's something from like our childhood. You know, there are there's no security. It's such a weird time we're in, man. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just a yeah. It's such a weird time. I remember growing up and and you know when I was little. When I was little, we had like dental insurance and. Yeah, my dad was totally blue collar. You know, worked on a tugboat. Yeah, was a fisherman. Everybody was one on Saturday, right? What's everybody that? Was out picnicking. Everybody was mowing the lawn on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it was they like working two jobs. You know. Yeah, and it was it was like you know everybody you know you could you could have a house and have just kind of a regular job and own a own a home. It was just a different time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Crazy. It is. I don't know. So we're pretty brave, I think, to do what we do in this time, right? You got to give us credit for that. That's true. That's true. On the other, on and the other, else. on the other hand, I, I always say things are so fucked up and crazy right now that you might as well just go for it <laughs> because there's not really a lot. To, there's not. There's not much to lose at this point. There's not really any Bomb, security. So need paintings on the walls too, man. Right? What's that? Bomb shelters need paintings on their wall too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> get the un- we got the untapped bomb shelter market to to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That is not a bad idea. <laughs> Art for bomb shelters. Mm. I think you might have struck. Write that down. Yeah, you might have struck struck your million dollar idea there. <laughs> so take take. Can you if you I got can- that idea from somebody else, but I don't want to mention. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we won't rip them off. Um, so take well, if no. you if you can take me through uh, a little. I want. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your process. I mean, are you okay? Do you go in with any idea of what you're going to do, or do you just start painting and then find something? I just, I just start painting. So you don't go in with I, like a color I scheme or anything like that. You just kind of go for it. Again, I use I start with the very basic limited palette, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I just I just go for it. I yes. Uh, um. Yeah, it's not really fascinating. I mean, I <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I use uh, I again just. Ivory black, lizard and crimson, Marciana, and, and I and maybe some sap green, and I and I lay it all out, and I take a rag and turpentine, and I just I just go, and I, um, 
Yeah, I don't. I I don't know how I do it. I really don't. I, yeah. did, I just don't. Yeah, I feel bad asking you because I've been asked this a million times myself, and I know how it is that you. It's really hard to explain what the creative process is like. Um, it's easier for me to explain now that I'm a little more structured in how I do it. Like I, I go through like, uh, you know, sketches, studies, and, and kind of plan things out a little bit now. But just because that's, like I said, that's sort of where where this thing has led me. Um, but I could just. I feel bad that I don't have a profound answer for you. I wish I, I, no, wish no. I could tell you something that was really. Good. I mean, I'm just like. But I, I don't. I, you know, I, I I, res- I, I got, completely uh, understand that though. <laughs> yeah, I got Tool playing in the background, right? Or I got Tom Waits playing in the background, and I and I work myself into up into some weird rage, and I just I just paint, you know. And, yeah. uh If it if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, then I then I wipe it out and start again, you know. Yeah. That's there's I have some videos out there. Uh, oh, you do. My wife was. Well, yeah, my wife was filming me last year. We'd go live out in my studio, and you know, I'd I'd, I'd start start and finish a painting. Oh, I gotta see out. this! I gotta see this. Is this on <laughs> they're YouTube? On my, they're on my. Well, yeah, there's there's uh, I think there's some videos on YouTube she put out there. Yeah, there are actually. Oh, cool! Excellent. Okay, that's that's the best way then, just to watch to see you do it. Yeah, that that ought to describe it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I mean, I was using spray paint, all kinds of stuff in one of those videos. So pretty much whatever made it work is what I was doing. You know? Right, right. Yeah. And that's I think she we she filmed out. It was like one o'clock in the morning. We came back from the bar. I think. Wow. <laughs> if you want to, that's when I was. That's when I was painting. So yeah, yeah. that's that's one thing I was going to ask you too. Is like, are you a a nighttime painter or a daytime painter, or do you have a schedule that you follow? I used to start around three o'clock but i i just came up with a new studio uh just a, a studio space that i'm right now so i have to start in the morning which that's not easy for me you know right. i like to start like in the in the afternoon and work till on the 10 maybe 11 but, that's a, yeah uh, that's that's my natural thing too I, yeah because that that way i'm not burning out you know what i mean like first thing in the morning the ideas just aren't there. You know, I find myself pacing around most of the day, you know, for some reason in the afternoon is when I really want to get at it, you know? Right. That's, I don't know what that's about, but, uh, I'm the same way. It feels like it's been more difficult, you know, and I have to work there in the day. It, I, yes, it's different to get used to. It really is. Yeah. For me. I've been yeah. doing it too. I've been trying to to do that morning schedule too for a while now. I've trying to go to bed early, and it's a bitch. It's a bitch. It's it's hard, right? When you do it a certain way for a long time. I mean, you're that's you're used to. It. I, I've been a night owl since I was a kid, like right. since I was a little kid. And every summer, I would just you know I would stay up all night and do my artwork. Oh yeah, you know that yeah. was that was my thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's like my time of the day, right? Like dusk is like, you f- I don't know how to put that, but I feel it's uh, conducive to the kind of work that I'm doing. Yeah, that's true. You can look out the window and watch the sun go down. I think I was talking to uh, Travis Louie about uh, sitting sitting in the dark looking at your paintings, right? I think we were talking about that mm-hmm. uh, a while back. And 
things change, right? I mean, you're looking at the, you're looking at the pieces. It gets dark. I don't know if you've ever done that, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, sit and have a wine and look at your work as it gets dark, and everything changes, and the whole contrast of the piece, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's totally a different. Uh... A different trip and different light lighting situations. I mean, I, I'll do that. Sometimes I'll take a painting out of my studio and kind of take it to different rooms in my house. Just yeah. To try and get you know see how it looks in in a darker light and under this weird light in my kitchen and just to yeah. I don't know, just to kind of understand the painting better and try and evaluate it more. You know. I think that's I think that's part of it. I really do. I think like. Uh, that used to be my favorite thing actually was to sit and look at my work as it got dark in my mm-hmm. studio right to see yeah. like values come out that, yeah. that used to be I used to look forward to that interesting yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I um um i i heard this one i forget who it was some artist i was reading an article about saying that they like to work at night because people are asleep you know the pe- people in your part of the world are asleep, and they are. Um, there's less psychic chatter in the hmm. air, in the air, so you have like a sense of inner calm, more a sense of inner calm because most people are asleep, and you're not getting right. this kind of weird energy in the air. You know, I don't know if it's true, but yeah. it feels that way. That's you know? that's very interesting. Yeah, I never really considered that. Because that's the, I mean, it feels to me, nighttime feels so much more um, peaceful and quiet. Yeah. Like I feel settled at night. Right. You know, like part of it's because people aren't going to bug you. You're not going to get phone calls and this and that. You don't have to, right. you don't have to do podcast interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, you know, just you were saying that just about how painful it is to go to the grocery store, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, same concept, I guess, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, I kind of save my the crap work I don't want to do is in the day usually, which is like business, emails, blah blah blah, that sort of thing, and then in the afternoon into the evening. The problem with me is that my tendency is to go later and later i mean if i yeah. if, if i you know wasn't married and didn't have a family and, and and was just completely on my own i would probably be one of these people that paints until i'd probably be on a night schedule 100 percent painting until five yeah, probably, five in the morning six in the morning but it's like you can't do that when you've got other people in your life that aren't on that schedule it just doesn't really work otherwise everyone's like kind of tiptoeing around you and right not, and it's just i don't know but I, on the other hand, if you had to get a job that was third shift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, graveyard shift kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's very interesting. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll pull all nighter tonight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the older I get, the harder they are to do. That's the thing. It's <laughs> also it's like usually I end up having like I had to pull an all nighter on uh, Friday. Friday night because yeah. I had to finish the sculpture for conjoin my conjoined sculpture because I had to get it molded. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're doing a sculpture, you got to get it molded. Got to allow time for molding, casting, painting. So I, you know, the show is Saturday. I haven't even gotten the mold right. back. The mold is ready for me, so I have to pick that up tomorrow so I can cast it. But um, I had to put wow, it on. Really? Yeah, Holy yeah. Cow. 
yeah, I'm going to be going right up to the last minute. But I, you know, I don't live that far from the gallery. I'm like 45 minutes away, so I could just go and drop it at the last minute. But um, I, I had to, wor- I went to bed at Friday. I worked all night Friday, and I went to finally went to bed at 8:30 in the morning, wow. and it was kind of a, like. I'm I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> this is not this is yeah, not as easy. Feeling like you're drinking all night. Yeah, long, exactly. Right? It's almost like a hangover, and it's just like right. uh, or... one good thing about it though is you, man, when you go to sleep, you just are out instantly. Put your head in the pillow, and boom, yeah. you're out. You're so exhausted. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I usually the only all nighters I do nowadays are when I have this crazy deadline, and then it's not really that fun anymore. Yeah, uh, you know when it's some. Horrible deadline. So you don't paint during the day at all. I mean, you're just working on pretty much. Uh, I. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I go until about. Uh, I do usually do emails, business stuff, or until about one p.m. I try and work. I start working like around nine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, at one o'clock or so, I have lunch, take an hour, and then I kind of get into it. Then I start my kind of creative, fun work after that. So like it. Right. You know, two, right. three o'clock or something. Um, I always throw a movie on. I, I haven't listened to music. Yeah. I haven't listened to music for so long. I used to always listen to music when I painted, and then I got into documentaries. Really? And I, I put document. I've watched every single documentary that exists. I think in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. See, it's I, have all- hard time. I have a hard time with that putting a movie on. I do. I, oh, really? I, yeah, I have to have music. I, yeah, I feel like I have. I could see that. Yeah. I, it totally makes sense because music's a lot less. Um, it's not engaging. It's not engaging your intellectual part of your brain exactly. as much. You right. Know? It's not drawing away from your. It's not drawing away from what you're focusing on. Right. It's not for drawing away on. I think the kind of like the music you listen to when you're working. I think adds to the work. Right. Like if you're listening to Mahler or you're listening to Shostakovich, I think it becomes like a higher. Uh, I don't know if I should say that, but. Um. Uh, it helps you think better towards. Mm-hmm. Helps me think better. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to say it helps anybody else, but most. most um, I think most. But artists... if I like put on the Sopranos, right? Like if I put on the Sopranos while I'm working, it's like a totally the opposite thing, right? Like I'm. No matter how many times I watch the Sopranos, it still draws my attention away from what I'm doing. Yeah, right? that's weird. You know what? It's weird. It's weird though. I, I totally intellectually understand that but i have many times watched the sopranos while i was painting and it's like i don't watch it i listen to it and it's i find that it it occupies it's weird like it occupies part of my brain so that i can be like i i don't understand it i don't understand it it helps me to paint though it really does it's a trip again it's 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 a weird phenomenon, man. Everybody's, However, we work. Right? Yeah, everybody's totally different. I I used to, yeah. I used to do a lot of painting when I would I would put, talk on the phone. I'd be talking to a friend, and painting. And yeah, then, you know, and that was again another. I don't know if something about that. I, it was like part of my brain was occupied, so the other part of my brain would just be focused on painting, and I wouldn't really have to think about what I was doing as much. It's really weird, almost a way of That's, kind of. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I know, but. I've never tried that. Yeah. Actually, right? Hey, if it's work, if you, if it's working for you, that's I think painting with music let, is much more. Do you let people come in your studio? I mean, is that do you let do you let people come into your studio? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not while I'm painting. Not. I mean, I don't. I don't. No. I don't not let them in while I'm painting. But but I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever had anyone over except my, Mike when he was doing the documentary about me. He came in and mm-hmm. while I was painting sometimes to shoot. But that's kind of a different situation. I get too right. distracted. I don't think I, I don't think I would do well painting, like with somebody. Like, it, like if you're in the middle of a piece, do you have a problem with anybody coming in your studio and you're like in the middle of a painting? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I prefer yeah. not to be disturbed. Yeah, you probably just your family. Yeah, but it's like yeah, right. you know how it is. Right. Sometimes, like you're right in the middle and you're in the zone, and then something you know you got to take the trash out or something. It's like, right. no, it was. You took me three hours to get into this mental headspace. <laughs> See, that happened to me today. Yeah, I was waiting on someone to show up, and uh, I was waiting on someone to show up, and they were late, right? And, I, and and I'm standing there looking at this painting, and I'm thinking, and I knew as soon as I as soon as I got involved. In this painting, they would show up. Right. So I was waiting on them to come before I got involved. So I lost like a whole hour, right, waiting on them, because I don't want to get started on this painting and then have to hang it up. You right. Know, just yeah. Play whatever they were doing, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another th- thing. That's another thing that uh, people don't understand too is that, um, for I mean, for me anyway. I could paint. I could paint. Be painting for like four hours, and the first two or three hours, I'm just kind of not in the flow. I'm fumbling. I'm just not. I'm not in the flow. And then the last hour or two, it's like boom, you get in the zone, and then you make up for all that lost yeah. time because you're so in the zone and it's like right. you're just nailing it. So it's like it takes. Sometimes it'll take all day of just like just it not clicking, and then it just locks in right at the right. end. And then it's like you right. kind of you kind of make up for everything, all that time you're you're floundering, you know. So that's good to know. That's good to know that uh, you do have those couple hours of struggling, right? Oh I mean, yeah, it's not, for sure. Sit right down, it's all there. That's the thing. I mean, you can't right. just sit down and get into it. It takes time. Or me anyway. It does, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, you have to work yourself up to it, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, you have to. Yeah. That's where that's part of my process, I guess. Yeah, you know, but that's where the music comes in, and that's where fighting on Facebook comes in, and that's where all yeah. these other things come in, right? Right, right. <laughs> Work yourself up into this this thing where you have to make something. Yeah, right. I don't know. You know, I guess there's people out there that can just go sit down and paint. I I can't. I have a hard time with that. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I so. suppose I don't want to be doing other things, right? I don't want to be out doing. Sometimes anything other than paint, right? Mm-hmm. I want to, yeah. So it it takes time. It does, just like you said. Yeah. How do you deal with burnout? Do you ever get uh, burnout? Because you do a lot of, you paint a lot, right? You know, I I do get burned out, and then I force myself to work. That's that's how I deal with it. And I force myself when I don't want to paint. I force myself to paint. Right. That's 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 how I deal with it. Yeah. Because I do get burned out. I think everybody gets burned out. Mm-hmm. When you're doing this every day and every day. It's and uh, sometimes you feel like you're stuck in in this in this rut. And you know what the hell's the world need with another painting, right? right. <laughs> but uh, I just push on, I guess. Right? Just just paint, and and it, even if it's bad, 
you know, yeah. even if it comes out. I mean, I don't, you know, if you think it's bad or, or if I think my work, the piece I'm working on is bad, at least I did something, right? you know, that I can put aside. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just finishing uh, sometimes is I, so important. That's just a, that's another doing it. You know? Yeah, that's another thing in itself. I think just, yeah, just do it. Just do it and put it aside. If I could tell anybody that, you know, I see, um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of, someone showed me this week, someone showed me some watercolors that they were working on. And, uh, you know, they're just starting out. And watercolors is pretty unforgiving, I guess, if you're yeah. trying to make them very technical. Yeah, but I, that, I mean, that's not how I paint, right? So I try to tell them, don't be afraid. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid of them. Just, just do them and set them aside. You know, right. you can always come back to it. You can always do it. Uh, just don't be afraid. Just, just, just paint. And that's really, I think, the only advice that I can ever give anybody. Just paint. Just fucking paint yeah. the fucking thing, and and then deal with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that's that fear is, you know, the the opposite of what you need when you paint. You have to do it like, because I, I know so many especially uh, newer artists that are learning to paint, you know, they have a right. vision of what they want right. and, and they don't know how to get there yet. And so instead of just boldly going for it and just fuck it, just going for it, they'll like, they'll, they'll kind of get something that's, you know, they start to see something that's looking good and then they freeze up because they're afraid to mess it up. Right. And, the, and that's right. And he, you know, I have that too. I don't know if you have that, but sometimes I'll have that too. Like I'm afraid, like I'll have a piece like I was working on a piece maybe last week, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Well, this is," and I was, I thought to myself, "This is pretty good, but it needs this." And I thought, if I do this, I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I do for that now is if I if I'm at that stage and I'm afraid I'm gonna mess it up, I'll take a picture of it and bring it into Photoshop and, and start messing with it in there. Like, yeah, especially if I have an idea I want to try out that I'm not totally a hundred percent sure about. What I'll do is. Right. Like I think, oh, I think it needs this, but I'm afraid to mess it up. So I'll just take a photo, or I'll, or I'll do it on my iPad Pro. Also, take a picture in Procreate and use the Apple Pencil, and just or Photoshop, right. and uh, and just paint, just to see if the the idea is going to work. You know, just to test it out. Right. And and that saves me kind of a right. lot of trouble. It's a it's a um, kind of a technological cheat, but there's not really any cheating anymore when it comes to painting. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's such thing as that, really. It's like whatever I, works. Whatever I, I works. So much. Pretty much. Pretty much. If you got to use a broom to get the paint on, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't... Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff out there that everybody used, you know? Uh, projectors, I mean, whatever. Right. Whatever gets, them, whatever gets it on the I guess whatever you got to do. Whatever, if you uh, know, if if you like it, just because I don't work that way, it's wrong. Right. You right. know, I had a hard time learning how to use Skype today, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. You know, if you <laughs> if you enjoyed yourself, if you're enjoying the painting process and you like what you got in the right. end and you're satisfied, then that's what matters. It doesn't matter how you got there. Right. You know. I know. Right. A lot right. of, you know, I know that's the one thing that the more people I interview on the show, the more I realize it's like, no, no two artists are the same in their approach to, 
to creating artwork, you know. What do you have, like 150 of these, right? Yeah, I think this is going to be 151 that's, this episode. That's a lot of uh, that, that's a lot of different opinions about art, man. Yeah, you know right? what I mean, that's a lot of different. Yep, a lot it's of it? different ways of working. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's been really cool for me to be able to, um, you know, interview all these artists and learn learn how they do it. You know, it's cool that you're doing it. It's cool that you're giving these artists the opportunity to talk about what they do. I think. Yeah, well, it's myself. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Oh, and no, my pleasure. I've been wanting to have you on the show a long time. Um, yeah, I just it just seems like there's a need for it in the in the community, really. So I keep doing it. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like there, there's not really another podcast like this. I don't think that's especially the dark art centered one. You know, um, but. I don't know. Like I'm just gonna keep just like with my artwork, I'm hey. just gonna keep following this thing and see where it goes, this podcast thing. I'm just keep doing it and see what happens. You're doing good work, man. Next you'll be traveling around with the television crew, right? Yeah. Going to people's studios. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about <laughs> it. I mean that's one of the things I'd like to do with the Patreon is is um you know, just I know like a ton of artists in in the LA area and I can easily go, I could go there mm-hmm. with my, my iPhone and just shoot in their studios, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, that's something I want to do. It's just a matter of, you know, finding I'm, the time. Yeah. It's all about juggling time for me, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Who knows what'll happen. Well, um, do you have any, but you've the, is you've got the conjoined. You're in con, uh, the conjoined show coming up. That's uh, going to be this will air. Okay. This will air on Wednesday. So the show is on the following Friday, which is uh, what is it? It's February twenty second is the opening for conjoined yeah. ten. So you're, you're going to be in that. And uh, do you have any other? That's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. I've seen some of the pieces for it. It's going to be a really good one. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot. This, this year has been very last minute. Gary and I both kind of dropped the ball as far as getting invites out. Cause we both have been so busy, but the conjoined show, I, we talk about this often. It's, it's like a magic show. I swear to God. It's like, there's some magic to it. He's great. I don't, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. But there's some weird magic in, in, in the show where it always just comes together at the last minute. And it's an amazing show. I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I don't question it. I just go, I'm just lucky to be involved in it. But, um, that's, that's what, man, it's, it's humbling to me. You know I mean? There's so many, so many great artists in that show every year. You know, yeah. it's beautiful. I watch videos at least on YouTube of it, man. It's, it's, it's just down. It really is. Well, you're you're in there now. Do do you have any uh, other shows coming? <laughs> any any big shows coming up, or anything you want to promote before we before we I get have, there? I have a solo a solo show at IX Gallery, uh, which is runs from April first to April thirtieth. April first uh, online. 30th. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, of course Luxicon will be in October. Which you should think about that if you can do it, Chet. I, I know. Really, I want to. I want I to. 
I've talked yeah, to, I've talked to uh, about it, but I just haven't been able to get it together. Um, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's it for now. That's all you got going on. That's the next. Pretty much. That's it. And then and then whatever happens in the future happens, right? Whatever happens, whatever happens after that, I'm 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 all in. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. It was really, really cool talking to you, getting to know you, and um, learning about your 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 work. I'm I'm into it, man. I'm into it. I'm oh, in. thanks, Chad. I appreciate you having me on here. I really do. It's it's good of you to do that. Yeah, well, um, the the feeling is mutual. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate uh, your support. And if you want to join the Dark Art Society podcast, you can join for as little as a dollar a month patreon.com slash dark art society and that supports the podcast and you get your podcast a day early um so so yeah you can do that and uh yeah thanks everybody for listening thanks jody for for coming on and taking the time i appreciate it and um thank you Jack. yes let's let's say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody all right say goodbye, goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>